Welcome Oasis family. This is our online campus. Let's get today started. Happy Palm Sunday, everyone. I'm confident that when 2020 rolled around, none of us expected to be meeting in this way. But here we are, and honestly, it does not matter where we meet. When Jesus walked into the city of Jerusalem, people said, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest heavens. It doesn't matter the city, it does not matter the town, the, the building that we're in. We know that Christ himself walked into our lives, so we get to say Hosanna in the highest each and every single day of our lives. So here are today's announcements. Uh, we're doing our absolute best to follow the guidelines and stay safe uh, and exercise wisdom during these times. So Oasis uh, has this online campus where you can uh, check in, see the services, um, comment, uh, shout your amens, uh, request prayer where you can have someone pray for you. Um, so go ahead and use it uh, and interact with everyone uh, here below. Um, the other announcement that we have is that um, next week is Easter and we're asking all of our connect group leaders to facilitate doing communion. So I want to encourage you guys, if you don't have a, um, a small group that you're participating in, go ahead and text the words add me to 908-312-7600. Being in fellowship and in communion is very, very important. And as we approach Easter, uh, we just want to make sure that we're doing communion together. So have the elements at home ready and you can participate with your connect group leaders. Um, the other announcement that I have is that we're going to be adding a Facebook platform where you can continue to see uh, the services as well and every other updates that we're bringing to you. Uh, so go ahead and follow our Facebook page uh, where you can see all these things and interact with one another even there. The most exciting thing that I believe is happening in our community is that our teachers have come together uh, to figure out a way that we can bring uh, forth a kids ministry uh, that we can stream to you guys. So starting next week for Easter, we're gonna have a kids program that's gonna be uh, broadcasted one hour before each service. So for example, if the service is at 10, at 9 a.m., you're gonna have a kids program that you can live stream to your living room, to your kids' room, wherever it may be, and have that be a great supplement uh, to your uh, relationship as a parent with them, where you can talk to them about Christ and, and be there with them. And I think that's really, really exciting. Um, so there's a lot of great things. I just wanna take the moment to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you to all the teachers out there, all the healthcare providers that are doing the absolute best to, um, to protect and to care after us uh, and to teach our kids during these times. So thank you so much. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Um, with that being said, uh, I'm excited for what's happening here. I really do believe that God has entrusted these times to us uh, to expand his kingdom. So let's see what today's service brings and stay tuned. Hey guys, I'm Steven. And I'm Shayla. What's up, Rock Family? I hope you guys are having a great spring break. Due to the coronavirus, we will not be meeting in person for the rest of the semester, but we want you to stay connected by... Joining us this Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. via Zoom. Yes, and also we encourage you guys to have a devotional 
and also be intentional about your time in prayer so you can stay close to God in these really strange times. We love you guys. Peace. Hey guys, so during this time we do have a podcast. Our podcast name is called Equipping the Saints 101. The idea behind that is we want to get people out of the pews. We want people to find out through different perspectives, through my perspective, through Stephen's perspective, through Yanni's perspective of just understanding different avenues of their calling. Paul addressed the church in Ephesus and said, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, prophets, all the like, equipping them that way they can step into ministry. And that's what we want with you guys. So hopefully as you guys during this time, just check it out. See what you like, see how that understanding of just going into your calling with God and really just staying passionate, staying encouraged. So you guys can find us on YouTube. And if you guys already have us on YouTube, you can find me on Facebook. It'd be a great opportunity to just watch us and just learn and grow as you continue on this journey. Thank you guys. In James 1, 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. This is an opportunity for us to be the hope where there is no hope, to be joy where there is no joy, to talk about the clarity of what this life is actually all about. In the real sense, we know that people have been laid off. We know that people are struggling, tutoring, and raising their kids at home or finding daycare, whatever the circumstance may be. We want to go beyond prayer and meet these needs and do life with you. So let us know how we can come and help you. Maybe it's buying groceries. Maybe it's picking up medicine. Whatever the need is, text the word CORONA to 908-312-7600. So as Oasis takes this opportunity to bring the gospel outwards into the community, we want you to continue to fellowship. You can do so at home having communion with your family. Uh, you may continue to do online giving by texting just GIVE to the same number and uh, setting up a recurring uh, payment plan or whatever it is that you're most comfortable with. Let's continue to worship. Let's continue to bring praise to the Lord both by professing His, His, His glory and His amazing character that prevails over the Christian life and also by acting in faith every single day. family I just want to thank you for joining us online whether you're on at home or driving in your car we just want to thank you again for joining us let's just worship our Savior today may seem it might seem uncertainty today there may be gray areas that you may not know what we don't we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow but Lord I just proclaim Psalms 91 and each and everyone that's watching Lord we just pray that even though 10,000 may fall at my right hand 10,000 at my left it's not gonna come near us God I just thank you, Lord, and let's just come together and worship him. Amen.
Hey everybody, how are you? This is Pastor Dave at OasisChurchNJ.com and I just want to warmly welcome you to my backyard. This is where I spend most of my time. Uh, I'm here with my green tea, my birds chirping in the background, messing up the video, but it's all good. And I thought today we could just have a heart-to-heart -heart talk about, it's been a hard week, hasn't it? There's been a lot of pain and suffering in our community here. Uh, we're near the epicenter of what's going on. We're we're near the epicenter of what's going on with the coronavirus. Some of us have lost our jobs. Some of us, unfortunately, have lost family members. And I just want to let you know we love you guys. We're praying for you. And, you know, we have a God that's in charge. I know we mentioned that last week. And sometimes it seems like it's all out of control. But it's not out of control. Our Lord is totally in charge. And although we're in quarantine, His Word is not in quarantine. In fact, His Word is more contagious than the coronavirus. I mean, here we are, we're quarantined in our backyard, and we're gonna take this video, and we're gonna send it all over the world where people are gonna hear about Jesus. And speaking about Jesus, we wanna affirm every week, we say this to our folks when we're meeting in our three locations, we say, look, we wanna go bring people to Jesus, we wanna grow them up, because God has amazing plans for each one of us. He wants to use us in amazing ways, and I hope you believe that. And then after we go bring people to Jesus and grow them up, we want to give them back into the world so they can reproduce. And that's why we're a church planning church. And that's why, you know, just like Paul, he was chained to these two uh, praetorian guards. But, you know, like he said, you can't chain the word of God. Those guys became believers. And then the gospel spread all over the world through his scriptures. So we believe our God is in charge. And we believe very soon Jesus is coming back for his kids and he's going to break the clouds one day. Think about this, guys. Every tear will be wiped dry. The lame will walk. The blind will see. He's going to right every wrong. 
And do you believe that? And I hope you do, because we do, and it's in God's Word, so we know that's true. So today what we're going to do is a little more personal. I thought we could just answer one main question that most people have been asking. And the one question that keeps coming up from dozens of different people from our online services, here on our website, on Facebook, YouTube, even our online single site that gets traffic from all over the world, the one main question that keeps coming up over and over again is, is God punishing us for the evil that we're doing in the world? And that's a fair question, right? I mean, even CNN had asked that question themselves. So today we're going to answer that. And my personal feeling is in order to understand this question, we need to understand the heart of God the Father. And the heart of God the Father is we have this loving heavenly daddy from heaven who loves us so much. His whole heart is not for us to be punished. His whole heart is for us to come back into relationship with him. Ever since the fall, when Adam and Eve fell and screwed up, things have been out of whack since then, right? And what was God's response? His response was to send his only boy, Jesus, to the earth to live among us, to die for us on the cross. That's why we're going to be celebrating Easter Sunday, because Jesus paid the penalty voluntarily for us. He took our place on the cross for us. He took all our pain, all our shame, and put it on himself. His heart desire, like he says in, uh, what is it, Luke 19.10, he says, look, guys, I have come to seek and save that which was lost. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came that through him, the world might be saved. So when we hear people say, this is a judgment of God on evil people, I would say, no, it's not. Not in this regard. Not at this time. There is the end times coming when God's judgment will be fully poured out on disobedience. But right now, it's not that. But what we do see in Scripture is that God the Father is like that shepherd seeking lost sheep, seeking to bring them home to himself, to hug them, to be with them, to bring them into his family because he loves us so much. His heart is not against us. His heart is for us. So that's the heart of you know, God the Father. Also, Jesus in, in Luke 5.45 says this, You know, my heavenly Father, he sends his Son, S-U-N, the Son that he owns, he causes the Son to shine both on the evil person and the righteous person. He sends rain, which could be a bad thing, he sends rain both on the evil person and the good person. So in this broken world that we live in, we're going to see people get sick. We're going to see this pestilence called coronavirus. It is going to strike righteous people and unrighteous people. Sometimes a good person is going to get coronavirus and die. But then they go to heaven with Jesus, and it's a win-win. Sometimes a bad person, and you've probably met people like that, wondering, like, what, is, what are these people going to kick off? You've probably met some bad people who keep living on and on and on and on and on. You're wondering, where's the justice? Well, give God a chance. God is long-suffering and patient, wanting none of us to perish, but all to have eternal life. So when I hear the question, is God causing this? Is God actually bringing this judgment against the evil in the world? I would say no. But I would say one thing. You know, your God is intimately involved in your life. Your God controls everything. Your God is the God of the pestilence. He's the God of the hurricane. And he uses all that for his glory. So I would say that although God is not bringing a direct judgment on us, he is using that to bring 
us to him in a loving way. You know, I myself, God used for me, God used something called Crohn's disease, which is an incurable disease. He used that to draw me in love, to draw me to himself. I went through a painful time, but the end result was that I had joy, I had peace, I had forgiveness, I had new life in Jesus. I mean, does it get any better than that, guys? You should say no at that point. But what would I would say? I would say that God is using this crisis, and that's what it is, a worldwide crisis to draw us to himself. Let me give you an analogy of how I feel this is happening. Uh, I'm thinking of something that actually happened in my own backyard here. Years ago, I have three kids, but two boys were the ones that would always fight with each other. And it was at that point, Tim Tim was two years old, and Jesse Bear, as I call him, was almost five years old. And they would fight over everything. I mean, they would fight over their toys. They would fight over the sandbox. They would fight over the pool. It would be everything, an ongoing thing. When I wasn't looking, they would slug each other and then yell, Dad, Dad, they're hitting me, they're hitting me. And then, um, of course, I would go over, what's the problem? Come on. They would drive me nuts. Well, what would a good parent do in that situation? When a parent sees that their children are not abiding by the boundaries, and we set boundaries for the kid, what parent wouldn't set boundaries for their children? I'll tell you what parent, a bad parent. A good parent, a loving parent, will set boundaries for their children in order for them to grow, in order for them to, to make something of themselves in life, in order for them to enjoy life and enjoy interacting with each other. And so what happens is one day they had this big argument and I had enough of it. They were arguing over this helicopter thing that you probably have seen them, but I can't really describe it too well. And one person wanted to drive, then the other person wanted to drive and they would argue back and forth and they would scream at each other until I had enough. I said, you know what guys, none of you are getting that wheel. I'm taking the wheel and you guys, what I want you to do is I want you to sit down in that corner right there and I want you to think about, I want you to take a time out, and I want you to think about why you're there, and I want you to think about ways and opportunities you could take in the future so that this doesn't happen again. How you can get along with your brother, how you can love each other. I firmly believe, therefore, that God himself is using this, this, this horrible disease, this disease that our hearts go out to the doctors and the first responders and all those victims I believe God is using that to bring us back to himself by giving us a time out. I believe there's a tipping point. I believe that God has put the whole world on notice that, hey, I'm taking the wheel of this world right now, and I'm putting you lovingly, not, not to bring you down, not to harm you, but as a good heavenly father parent, to put us in a time out, to make us take a step back to see what in the world are we doing to each other on this planet? How are we treating each other? How are we disobeying his laws? How are we calling evil good and good evil? And to take the opportunity to take a step back and take a deep breath and see what God is really doing in our lives and let God speak to us. I mean, look at it. Some of us, we are going crazy in quarantine, right? It's been three months. Not three months. Oh, my Lord. Hope it doesn't last that long. It's been three weeks and he's... He's using his time, and many of us, God is speaking through this experience. Many of us, for the first times in a long while, we're taking time to, to read his word. We're taking time to get in touch with our families that we haven't been in touch with maybe for years. 
We're taking time to take better care of ourselves. But most importantly, we're taking time to look at our relationship with God and maybe re-examine where did we go wrong? How far did we get off like this? And that's really where we are. We're in a position right now, the result of is that we're very vulnerable right now, right? The result is that we're very vulnerable right now and we feel powerless, don't we? We as humans, we don't like to feel powerless. We don't like to feel vulnerable because it makes us panicked. It makes us have anxiety attacks because we're control freaks and we want to control everything. But God says, nope, I'm taking that away. Boom. God took away the stock market. God took away jobs. God took away everything. And it has reduced the world to basically a bunch of arguing kids, arguing over, reduced to arguing over toilet paper. So I'm looking at this. I look at this as God's gracious way. I'm looking at this just like I was looking to help my kids. I'm looking at this as God's way of having us take a step back. God's in charge now of the world. And it's scary because we don't know what's going to happen next. But this is God's way of saying, take a step back, take a breath, re-examine yourself, re-examine your life, reset your life. Let me speak to you. Let me speak deep in your heart about what's really going on in your life so that you can come back to me, so that you can be my child, so that I can love you the way I want to love you. And that goes for Christian and non-Christian. And if you're not a believer today, God's word says in, in Hebrews 13, 5, it says, if you hear his voice today, do not harden your hearts because then bad stuff, more bad stuff will happen. We're not even through this, are we? I mean, doctors like Anthony Fauci, he says, you know what? It's going to get worse before it gets better. And that's scary for us. But I have good news for you. We have a God who is for you and not against you. We have a God. If you're a believer today, and I hope you are, and if you're not a believer, what's stopping you from just saying, Jesus, take the wheel of my life. You already have it. You already took it from me already. Take, take my heart. Take everything. I want to know you. I want to know your forgiveness. I want to know your purpose. I want to know with all the stuff going on that I can have real peace. And believe you me, there's only one way to real peace. And we talked about this last week. It's in Jesus because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He says to them last week in John 16, 33, he said, guys, I've told you all these things so that in me you might have peace. In John 14, 27, he said, you know, I'm giving you the peace not like the world gives, not this fake peace, not this peace based on circumstances, but this inner joy, this peace based on the fact that you know me and I'm with you and I'm going to see you through. Come high water, come hell, whatever, I'm going to see you through. So that's the kind of God we have. And so that's how I look at what's going on today with the coronavirus. And if you're a believer, we have some promises I just want to share with you right now. It says in Romans 8, 1, and it says this, and this goes for anyone who wants to claim Jesus as their Lord and Savior. He says this, there is now no condemnation. You hear that? No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He's for us. This other scripture, I love, love, love this other scripture in Romans 8. It says, if God be for us, hello, who could be against us? I just love that. And then Romans 8, 28. And this is where I really rely myself when things are going really bad and I feel like punching my hand through a wall. Come on, I know some of you guys feel that too. Or when you're really scared at night and you're up with palpitations because you're not sure 
like where your next meal is coming from. And, and look, it's been reduced. We're reduced to the point where where our next toilet paper roll is coming from. And, you know, we start worrying, right? I mean, even now I'm ordering pizza from Gianni's in Piscataway. And I don't know who touched it, but I'm trusting God that he's going to work everything for good. So Romans 8.28 says this, God causes, God causes all things. Underline all things. God causes all things. He's the cause of all things. And God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him. That means all things includes your life, your future, your job, your relationships. Yes, even this pestilence. God is causing this. He's working this through for our good. Therefore, that means God has a plan in our lives. Therefore, that means we don't have to worry. Jesus said, don't worry. In, in Matthew 6, on the Sermon on the Mount. You know what worry means? It means to be torn into pieces. Some of us feel that way, don't we? We feel like we're being torn into pieces over this this pestilence. We don't know what to do. One minute we're okay, the next minute we're worrying. What's going to happen next? Jesus has a plan, you see, and he's going to work it all out for our good. He works all things together for good. So therefore, when Jesus says, and commands us, by the way, that's an imperative. When Jesus says, don't worry, he says, trust me. He says, lay back in my arms. You can't add one minute to your life worrying, he says. You can't do anything about that. In fact, you can't even Take care of your next meal. I'm going to feed you. He says, look at the birds of the air. They don't, they don't toil or do anything about it, but my heavenly father, our Abba Daddy, feeds them. You have an Abba Daddy who will take care of you if you trust him, if you come to him, if you submit to him, if you, yes, repent of your sins and say, you know what? I was wrong. You know what? I'm going to, I know why we're in timeout now. You know what? I want to give my life all over to you, Lord. I want to live a life that's fulfilling and purposeful. And that's the kind of God we serve. Finally, in Romans 8.37, all these things, all the things that we're going through, it says we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's Jesus who loved us. That's the Abba Daddy who sent Jesus for us. The Abba Daddy who sent Jesus uh, for us to die for us. And as we see coming up in the next week, how Jesus suffered for us. He suffered for us so he could bring us home to Abba Dad. And he's the God who fights our battles. Can you trust him today for that? That's really the promises we have in God. So when we look at this pestilence going on, when we look at the coronavirus, I look on it as something victorious. I look on it as God, it looks bad now. Lord, I don't understand it. I might be like Job and say, though you slay me, yet will I trust you? Lord, I don't understand how good is going to come out of this, but I'm going to trust you, even through tears, that you're going to make something good come out of it. More than that, while we're in this quarantine, and some of us may be happy in quarantine, some of us may be going nuts in quarantine with people we don't even like, but while we're in it, Lord, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to think about the opportunities I can do to serve you better. I'm going to think about maybe where I went wrong, where I need to repent, where I need to improve my life, where I need to improve my relationships with my fellow man, and just and just follow you, Lord. One last warning in closing is this. In James 4, James says this, you know, don't say you're going to do this, 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 tomorrow, and that, and I'm going to build this business, and that, and that. He says, you don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. Doesn't that ring true for us today? I mean, just in a few weeks, 
we went from wanting to plan our vacation. Like for me, I had a, my vacation all planned. I'm going to LBI, baby. I'm going to spend an awesome two weeks there, and I'm going to relax in the sun. Yeah, get that tan. Mm, go to chicken or the egg. Mm, get those, what do you call those things? Those, uh, oh, French onion soup is the best. But as it stands now, I'm not going nowhere. I'm here in quarantine. I'm here in my time out seeking God instead. But in James, he says, you know, you don't brag about tomorrow. You don't have tomorrow. You're just a vapor. Your life is just a vapor. So that's a warning that God gives us. So he wants us to come to him. He wants us to know that he's for us and not against us. But because he loves us so much, because he cares about us so much, he doesn't want us going so far away that we do ourselves harm. And this, I believe, is the reason we're going through these things right now. And I believe God's going to work revival after this. I believe God is going to pour out his spirit, I'm telling you, over the whole world. And millions of people are going to come to Jesus. That's our mission here at Oasis. And so I hope you're okay. If you have any prayer requests, we're here for you. If you need help, simply text CORONA to 908-312-7600, and we will pray for you person-to-person, uh, -person, like through a phone. We will also help you if you live nearby. We'll provide you food. We'll, we'll make sure it gets to you because we love you. We care about you just like Jesus cares about us. God bless you guys, and let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you, Father, that you love us. So thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you won't leave us to our own devices. You love us so much that when we go too far off, you lovingly bring us back to yourself because you love us. You don't want to break us. You want to build us up. You're setting us up for good things. Father, give us, though, the faith to trust you through these trying times. Give us the faith, Lord, to just believe in you when times get rough because it's, they're going to get a little rougher. Lord, give us the, the, the Holy Spirit deep in our hearts to bear witness with our spirits that we're your children. And if you're not a believer today, it's just three easy steps. One is to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God Almighty and that he died for you on the cross for your sins. And Jesus says this wonderful thing in John 6, 37. He who comes to me, no matter where you come from, you could be the biggest bum in the world. You could be the biggest hoarder of toilet paper in the world. You could be the murderer of the world. It doesn't matter. Jesus says, if you come to me, I will never, ever drive you away. And he says in John 1.12, I love this. He says, to those who believe in him, that is to those who trust in him truly with all their hearts as Lord and Savior, you know, put away the junk. You know, don't play games with God. Say, I, I give it all to you. He says, I have given you the authority to be called a child of God. And then after you believe in Jesus, you confess your sins to him. You say, Lord, I repent of my sins. That means I'm turning a 180. I'm not perfect, but with all my heart, I'm going to attempt a 180, Lord. You lead me now, Lord. You be the CEO of my life. You take the wheel of my life. I give it to you voluntarily, not through a timeout, but because I want the best and you are the best. And then the third thing is this. When you come to Jesus, he wants you to shout it from the mountaintops. He wants you to proclaim, hey, you know what? I was a bum. I was a sinner. I was in shame and pain. But Jesus came into my life and he gave me a new life. He gave me a new beginning. And that's what he did for me. And that's what he wants to do for you. God bless you guys. We love you. We're here for you. And I hope you really, really 
can meet Jesus in a deeper way through all this experience we call the coronavirus. No match for Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So hopefully you've enjoyed today's service. I hope that this is a supplement to your own devotional, your own prayer lives. Hope to see you guys here next week.